Hello there and welcome to another episode of the Star Wars Book Community Podcast. Today is our August uh, episode for Comics Roundup. So we will be talking about all the comics that have just dropped in the month of August. And to discuss that, I'm joined by the usual comics suspects. Firstly, we have uh, my Vader's Castle Library co-host, John Lee. Hello there. How are we all doing? Great, John. Right. And uh, of course, we have uh, SW Risk Collector himself, Chris. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> uh, right, guys, what did what did we think just in general of uh, the comics from the last month? I mean, I think it's a really strong month, like a really yeah. strong month. There wasn't really any duds, which is surprising, considering... They're one of the series up. we're not a big fan of. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Even that was good. Yeah. yeah. We'll get to yeah, that yeah. one in a minute. But yeah, um, yeah no, really solid month for me. And launching a new event as well. This is a start oh, of yeah, the yeah, Dark of Droids crossover event. John, how do you feel about another crossover event in Star Wars? Um, to be honest, it's one of those things where you get nervous, isn't it? You see the words, you get you get all the promos come through, the posters, they now start announcing stuff. You're like, oh dear. Oh no, it's happening here. But I will give it credit where credit's due. These first few um, issues, obviously leading into the, the start of the event, I've enjoyed. It's mm. not had the usual. It's made sense how we've got to this point, I think, um, in the stories, because yeah. there's always a risk, especially with Marvel comic crossovers, that you'll one day just pick up an issue, and then on the top top page, it will just have the crossover event. You will like, have how have we got here? What's happened? I've got now got back in really thirty issues. Yeah. So um, no complaints from me, which is surprising because I, I usually hate crossovers. Yeah, in, in Charles Soul, we we trust with with these things. I think if it was anyone else, I'd be concerned. But Charles yeah, Soul I mean, he's done a really good job of seeding this. Yeah, for a while as well. Yeah, like the yeah. small bits here and there for his Star Wars run and um, his other crossovers, which didn't seem like anything at the time, but now become important. Yeah, mm. all starting to come together nicely. Yeah, um, and and. I, I mean, I don't know. Do we think we're starting to come towards the end of the between episode five and six timeline <laughs> no. of comics? No, do you think they're going to keep on going this for another couple years? This goes on for like years. Planning getting handback yet? That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I'm starting to feel that after Dark Droids, we might be within sort of ten issues from the end. Um, I think we might start hurtling towards Tatooine. Yeah, um, we'll see. Which I would, which I would like because this has been great. But I would like to start seeing some more eras. Yeah, I'm hoping post Jedi. Yeah, I think I think I'm starting to come around to post Jedi now. New Republic stuff. Yeah, that'd be tie wonderful. in with Mando and Ahsoka and all that. Um, so let's, let's not bury the lead. Let's just dive in. So uh, we're going to go through all of August releases in release order. Um, and we're just going to talk about the issue, what we liked about it, what we didn't like about it, where we think it's going, and jump on to the next one. So the first issue was, as we said at the top, Dark Droids issue number one, uh, written by Charles Soule with art by Luke Ross. Uh, and in this issue, brief summary, mysterious, scary droid takes over an Imperial ship, massacres everyone, and then ends up with a C-3PO been the one who is who is uh taken over on home one by this mysterious scary dark droid uh sentience uh so john i'll start with you what did you what did you think of this this dark droids issue it's a nice little intro issue to be fair like really getting into the building the suspense for what's going to happen um yeah. it's kind of given the vibe of 
I don't know, like a like a Walking Dead sort of situation, but for droids. You know, like mm-hmm. there's a there's a virus spreading. Yes. Uh, don't know what's coming around the corner. Who's next? Um, sort of thing. Big, big surprising bit that C three PO at the end gets himself infected. <laughs> didn't think he'd. To be honest, yeah. I didn't. I did, controversially, I didn't think he'd make an appearance for a few oh. issues just because. Who cares about C three PO in the comics? Like he's comedic. He's a comedic aid in the films, um, for better or for worse. But in the comics, like, who, do we really care about C three PO? But I'll, I'm interested to see where it goes with that little tease at the yeah. end, the little um, cliffhanger. So a good first issue. Yeah, Chris. Yeah, I thought really liked it. It felt it felt epic. Like obviously, you, you get used to reading these monthly things, um, but this one felt different it felt like it was something bigger mm-hmm. and it was quite impressive how charles all had taken all the elements we've seen from you know previous runs and kind of put them in there the fact that this is coming from the spark eternal which isn't one of charles Saul's stories mm-hmm. but he's using that is quite good because a lot of these authors they tend to like, use their uh, their own stories don't they and their own characters and their own jumping off points um but it doesn't and we got to see the Maxine station. That's always good, mm-hmm. you know. Yep. Um, I I thought it was really good, really good. The art yeah. is beautiful as well. Mm. Yeah, really, really good art. I really love the. I particularly like the panels in this where it was like seeing through the the droids' eyes. Yeah. Like mm. with the sort of the purple hue over it, I thought that stuff was really cool. And the the panel where you just see like every Imperial on the Superstar Destroyer getting slaughtered by droids was pretty yeah. wild, to be fair. Yeah, no, I thought that. But it's a quite, you know, violent. Yeah. Sort of it, was, it was kind of mad, yeah. I'm just looking at it now, and there's like blood dripping off their hand, like their hands Yeah, it was like... And one's got like a buzzsaw. Yeah, it was really leaning into the horror aspect of it, which I think is pretty cool and pretty different. Um, it feels unique in comparison to the previous... Um, crossovers that Charles Soule's done. This one feels like a different direction. Um, I really liked it as well. I was going to say that. It definitely felt different to the last three crossovers, yeah. which yeah. I think is needed because they all quite, I mean, well, more the Bounty Hunters was different, but the last two kind of blend into blend into one thing, didn't they? They're yeah. very much one story. Mm-hmm. Um, so well, this one definitely felt two? different. Crimson Rain, Hidden Empire. Um, I didn't even think they were crossovers in my head. I didn't categorize them as that. Well, yeah, because so I guess they were just they were just series of their own. Well, Crimson Rain was a series of its own, but the comics all tied into it. Mm. And then it was definitely a looser one, though, wasn't it? The War Hidden Empire was probably yeah. the loosest. Like a couple of the comics reacted to what happened in Hidden Apart Empire. Apart from Afra, was, Afra was like integral. Oh yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I'm really liking this. I like the direction that it's taken. Um, and then we'll start to get into it the more we talk about the other issues. But I, I like the way the other issues are sort of tying into this as well. I mean, what what, what do we, we think is going on with this dark droid Spark Eternal? There, there was the whole, what was his name? Was it Ajax or something? This droid from the past as well? Is yeah. that tying into this too? Well, we, we, did, we do see that, but not in this issue. Yeah, that was in a previous. We, we do see edition, Ajax. No, we see Ajax in another comic series, Dark Droid issue. Right. Okay. Yeah. It's uh, I can't remember which one it is. Which one is it? I can't remember. 
No, I think Ajax was in a couple of earlier issues of Star Wars. Because no, was he whole... definitely was, because it was the whole Lando thing, wasn't it? Oh, it's in Star Wars. It is in Star Wars, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, they're going. We'll talk about it in a minute, but obviously, that's what Lando's going to find him, isn't he? No, Lando's going to find the weird um, droid that could just decrypt the language from like the first arc. Of of, you're talking about. <laughs> the, the one, the one they sold to Jabba the Hutt. Now, Ajax is the. He was briefly in an issue of Star Wars a couple weeks, a couple months back. And he's some like droid revolutionary who wanted droids to be free from sentience. And the Jedi killed him and all of his sort of droid uprising people. And then a part of him was left behind. And I think that part is the, the weird Ajax the Sigma. Floor. Ajax Sigma. That the weird round thing on the floor that the Spark Eternal was ended up inside of. So they've merged. I think that's what's happened. Yeah. <laughs> but- I mean, I feel like yeah. I feel like it's just it's reading to me like the droids are unionizing. To be honest, <laughs> like they've they've had enough of doing what they're told by the Imperials and the Jedi and everyone else, and they're kind of just like fuck this. Let's just we're going to murder a lot of them. And it's like there's a couple I can't remember which issue it's in because I just read them all based in one guy the last few days. If it was Darth Vader wearing dark droids, but I make the point that like they're literally these. Organics literally can't do anything about us. Like they can't communicate, they yeah. can't fly their ships, can't do anything. So it's like droids are rising up. Sarah Connor oh, was right. So I've, I've made that. I've got it now. Ajax is the one on that sort of religion, the colony of the second revelation. Right. Dark droids one. He's the sort of the preacher one. Right. Okay. Oh right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, and they go to. Yeah. He's got like a cape on. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually him. Doesn't look like him because he's got like a like a big thing on and like a hood, but it is actually. Yeah. A- Okay. Right. Okay. Okay. So yeah, we're interested to see where this one goes. Obviously, with all Charles Soul comics, it takes a bit of time for the information to start. He starts trickling the information out. So I'm sure by the end we'll we'll know what's going on. But yeah, good start, I'd say. Yeah, really good issue and gorgeous art and amazing cover as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. the cover is beautiful. Uh, right, we'll jump on to to the next one uh, chronologically, which was Hyperspace Stories number seven. First of all, just because. No one will have heard our thoughts yet. What? How are you guys feeling overall about Hyperspace Stories as a series? Because I actually hadn't started reading Hyperspace Stories until I started prepping for this. So I guess we haven't really talked about what we think of Hyperspace Stories. Um, I'm not enjoying it, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> I've jumped in the, the, the deep end there with, with that. But um, I, I think... I mean, we were talking about it the other day, Dan, to be fair, but I think it's just um, where they are just short, technically just like short individual stories. Like an art- a writer and artist have come on, just quickly whack this out and mm-hmm. put it out. I think it's missing some of the, not care and attention, but it's just missing some aspects I, that I get used to from other comics. You know, I mm-hmm. think some, especially the first issue was like a really a wake-up call for it for me was um i just felt like there was panels missing in the art like we were just jumping from one activity to the next when there should have been two yeah. or three panels to explain what was happening like just artwork wise no dialogue mm. um and just stuff like that and i think that's consistent throughout most of the yeah seven issues for me but i mean it's they're, they're fun little stories and uh, don't get me wrong they add add a bit of meat to maybe someone's star wars adventures um yeah but it's not, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go off and pet, 
I won't go and buy the tray paperback. No offense to typos, but yeah. <laughs> what about you, Chris? Do you feel differently? Uh, no, I mean, it's a mixed bag because it's just because mm-hmm. they're like, like um, John said, they are individual stories, they are slightly, slightly linked. By yeah. that weird teddy bear thing. By the weird teddy um, bear. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. There's something in that teddy bear, isn't there? Um, but and so, so you get like a spit hit or miss. Some of them are really fun, and some of them are not good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I actually really enjoyed the two this month. Obviously, we're talking about seven. I really enjoyed that one. Yeah, um, I really liked I the first same, one. Yeah. I really liked the one with Finn and Poe. That was quite mm-hmm. a fun ride on the on the train. Um, yeah. But then the one with Ray and Chewbacca, I was really disappointed in doing like that one. And I really hated the Luke and Leia one, which really surprised me. The yeah, second I, issue. I, that I, was I, dreadful, I, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. Sorry, if you, sorry if you wrote that. Wrote that. <laughs> if you're listening, <laughs> it just wasn't for me. Um, uh, but no, it's a mixed bag. It's a mixed bag. Yeah, I think I think that obviously the thing to remember about what, what Dark Horse are doing with hyperspace stories is they are all ages comics. So these are sort of comics that younger readers can pick up and read. Um, so they're maybe not aimed at, um, you know, guys in their twenties and thirties, but that's absolutely fine. Um, but I do, I do think we'll, we'll get onto it now. I actually really enjoyed hyperspace stories seven and eight. We'll come to eight later, but yeah, I, I did thought, as well. I thought seven was an interesting one. This one was written by Michael. I wonder Parici. why you loved it. Uh, oh yeah, true. Bob Fett. <laughs> no, Bosk. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. Bosk course, watch. yeah we, had some, we had some Bosk watch in there as well, so we got a Bosk appearance. Um, but yeah, so this was written by Michael Marici, who did a lot of the IDW Souls Adventures stuff. Uh, the art was by Andrea Muti. Um, and in this one, we get a little story about Boba, Fesk, Boba Fett doing a little bounty job for the Wookiee that's missing this toy, which is like the most important toy in the galaxy. Uh, and ends up getting in a bit of scrap with Bosk and some Trandoshans. Uh, so, yeah, what did you think, Chris? Yeah, I really liked it. I thought the art was really nice. It's probably yeah. the nicest art out of any of the issues. Because, again, the art on this series, some of the bits a bit hit or miss for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but, no, the art was really good in this. Um, it was definitely a, a an all-ages version of Boba Fett. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say that. But, it was no, it's a, it's, a, it's a good one. It's a fun one. It made me intrigued... I'm glad that they went back to the teddy bear because I, I was I wondered what that was and I thought they dropped it because it wasn't really mentioned in a couple of issues and yeah. I was like okay so because it's the same Wookiee girl isn't it from the first issue yes but she's yeah. grown up um, and I thought that first issue was really good so I was I was happy with that it's yeah it's it's decent it's decent um, I'm trying to think it had some good action in it definitely as well yeah and there was that nice sort of angle about Boba Fett wanting to help the Wookiee because of the it was a gift from the Wookiee's father, and then Boba had the whole sort of Django Fett sort of attachment thing. I thought it was an interesting angle. Yeah, that little flashback panel speak. was decent, wasn't it? It reminded yeah. me of the Vader comics whenever they do it. Yeah, it's something that, like, the book of Boba Fett obviously did quite a bit of seeing that sort of the the sort of purer heart side of Boba Fett that we don't really see in the films at all. Uh, so it was kind of nice to see that. What did you think, John? Out of, I think out of all of them, it was probably one of the better ones for me. Um, may, could it just be down to the characters involved? Possibly, <laughs> possibly. I can't throw it out. Can't throw it possibly out there. Um, but yeah, no, I had some good points that you, you mentioned. The you know like the, flash, the flashbacks with a bit of Django, Boba Fett, Bosk, and yeah, I, I agree with the teddy bear bit because I was very confused. I can't remember what issue it is in, but maybe four. 
it gets mentioned again or shown in the panel and it's not mentioned in the next one or something. Yeah, so from my memory, in issue number one, they meet the Wookiee mm. as the toy. Anakin and Obi-Wan and Padme, right? They meet the Wookiee. Yeah. Save the Wookiee, yeah. don't they? And the Wookiee's dad dies. That was a really yeah. good issue, that was. That was really quite yeah. affecting, I thought. And then issue two, the leads drops it's completely, wacky. isn't it? I think it's I think a couple of the issues, you just see it in the background. Yeah, no, yeah. it is issue two. It's like with Luke and Leia's it's in the background or something. And then issue three, Finn gets it off the train. Issue four, he gives it to Ray. Yeah. No, he no, he gives it to Ray and then Ray gives it back to the Wookiee in issue four. Yeah. Cheers, Finn. And then yeah, issue like, where'd five, you get that from? <laughs> yeah. And then issue five, it's dropped completely again. The venture. What was one. issue five? Oh, that was the Greedo one. I really like that one, actually. Oh, no, the Greedo one. And then issue six, the Ventress one, it's dropped again, isn't it? And then seven, they pick up the toy again. No, in Ventress, she sees it in someone's hands and she goes to take it because that's the thing that Count Dooku's looking for. Oh, yeah. Sidious has been looking for it forever. Whatever's in this teddy bear. What is this teddy bear, by the way? I don't know. Sidious has been looking for it forever. So, so Dooku's been tasked with it. He sent Grievous. Grievous failed. And then Ventress found it, but then was like, no, I'm not going to get it because fuck you. Yes. Dooku. That's, that's pretty yeah, much yeah. what happened, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah. Sorry, John. I, I interrupted I don't, you. I don't think it was in the Greedo one. Toy though. tangent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I just. I'm interested to see where it goes. To be honest, um, yeah. it's not in it's not in issue eight, is it? It is. It is. is yeah, it? yeah, yeah. I literally read it like a couple of hours ago. When when Kylo Ren goes to sleep, he cuddles it. <laughs> That's not quite. Just, what I was going to say I'll skip that panel. What <laughs> <laughs> happened there? <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll come back to it with eight. But yeah, I'm kind of interested to see where this is going. I think the the thing with Star Wars Adventures that I I never really connected with was. Obviously, the two stories per issue in Star Wars Adventures felt even more rushed than just one issue per story in this, which even sometimes feels a bit rushed, as you said, John. But the Star Wars Adventures was just a complete sort of anthology of like some good stories, but mostly fairly inconsequential stories. So I at least feel like this this hyperspace stories, whilst it's not 100% my cup of tea, it has got some sort of connecting threads with the toy and it's coming it's just interested to see where it goes and a lot of the cover art is beautiful as well yeah the next issue nine is going to be quinlan voss isn't it so that's going to be cool yeah yeah, and and then um, issue 10 is the bad batch isn't it which i'm very oh yeah the bad batch one i want to get that one just for the cover yeah Mm. looks beautiful so yeah yeah an all right issue all round quite good actually yeah i'd give it a solid seven out of ten I mean, yeah. I'm not starting to rate them. <laughs> <laughs> what have you begun? But we got points for Bosk, so is that something at least? <laughs> yeah. uh, next up, we had, oh, here we go, Yoda number 10. Wow, okay. Uh, written done. written by our, uh, one of our heroes, Kevin Scott. Uh, art by Ibrahim Robertson. And uh, this was the final issue of this 10-part Yoda series. Um, where we sort of had three sort of three issue arcs from different writers. So Kevin Scott did the first one, Jody Hauser did the second one, Mark Guggenheim did the third one, and then Kevin Scott's come back here to do the final issue and sort of tie the whole series together. Um, and we see Yoda facing the, the dark side cave on Dagobah and coming to terms with all his failures. John, what did you think about this one? Oh, love this. I think it's maybe one of my favourites at the moment. Like, it's definitely top. Top three. Um, yeah. 
So good. Uh, I've enjoyed the whole run, which obviously helps set up this one quite highly in my in my mind. Um, and I liked seeing Yoda go through that challenge in the, in the cave, which obviously then forces Luke through. So at least he's gone through it himself for a where he forces Luke in there. Um, and I think just the final page, I think it's the final page, really did it for me with just Yoda just sitting there on his rock. Um, yeah, it's the final page. Yeah, whipping out yeah. his little um, instrument. which <laughs> sends... out his little what? Whipping <laughs> <laughs> out his little green what? Whipping <laughs> <laughs> uh, out his... Uh, he, 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 Oh, there's just no way I can say this now without saying weird. His instrument. His, yeah, he gets his instrument out, uh, which is obviously here. Uh, which is obviously <laughs> He's playing with his instrument, yeah. Yeah, it's a, yeah. Good, it's a nice, nice moment that was, wasn't it? Yeah, a nice callback yeah. throughout the whole series where it's like mentioned and it's a, it's a nice... Uh, I've lost my complete train of thought. Um, I just, yeah, it's enjoy- a nice callback to the, the characters we've seen throughout the whole series and, and Yoda's... Yeah. Um, you know, anchoring himself down in, in, in peace and tranquility with his mm. instrument. Um, because it reminds me of the nice memories we've spent the the comics going through. Yeah, there we go. I'll yeah. force that one out because I was distracted, but there we go. Yeah, like, like he did. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're doing it, dis- we're doing a disservice to how good this comic is by just <laughs> making innuendos. But uh, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, yeah, this isn't one of the history episodes with, with Johnny. This is one of the KS episodes with the shit boys. So apologies. <laughs> um, oh, what an, what an issue, though. Yeah, Absolutely what incredible. Issue. What a series. Mm. You know, when they first announced the Yoda series, I was like, oh, cool, but I wasn't particularly excited. Mm. Same. Um, but it's so good. Yeah. So, like the first arc, because we haven't really spoken about Yoda, have we? So I'll briefly touch on the whole series. Yeah. The first arc, the three issues written by Kevin Scott, is kind of a Monster of the Week kind of episode. It's a very isolated story, but it's mm-hmm. so... I just really loved it. With those, those little fish guys. so Yoda as well. Yeah, he's just hanging out yeah. with his fish guys. He's helping him from the bigger fish guys. So good. Um, and then the other two arcs I didn't like as much, but they were still good. Yeah. you know, um, Especially the second one with the Padawans. That was really, really solid. Yeah. Um, but this issue, honestly, the art is some of the best art I've seen in the Star Wars comic. Oh man, the panel with Yoda cradling dead Yaddle yeah. with Dooku standing behind him. I'm looking at that right now, actually. Really, really impactful. When I read mm. that, I was like, damn. Which obviously is like a nice canon answer of like Yoda finally finding out what happened to Yaddle in that Tales of the Jedi animated yeah. short. It was nice to come full circle on that, but just the artwork was absolutely breathtaking. That it's just honestly such a satisfying issue. I really hope we get like more of these, whether it's Yoda some more or like other characters, because I really loved the Obi Wan that did issue that did this as well, because it was very much the same kind of setup. Mm. Yeah, I don't know if you've read that. Yeah, because I'm yeah. I'm quite mixed on. I mean, as I've said in previous issues, I'm quite mixed on the whole sort of, <clears throat> you know anthology stories with like the one story which ties together but this one is the one that i think has done the job the absolute best um yeah this and obi-wan for me really great yeah. and seeing yoda talk to ben's ghost and then like we haven't the, even the fact- mentioned the biggest one yet what 
Keith Trennis. Trennis. <laughs> oh. Yeah, of course Cavan had to get a little bit of Keith Trennis in there. <laughs> a little bit of Treno. Yeah, yeah Treno I love that. There. Teasing up what might be happening at the end of phase three a little bit there with the whole, like, yeah. Yoda being like, you made your decision sort of comment there and Keith being like, you weren't there for us, basically, or you failed us or something like that. Do you know what? Like, I was always hoping that when we didn't, we didn't know who we were speaking to, did we? So I was mm-hmm. hoping that it was going to be Keith Trennis. But obviously it was Obi-Wan, so I was like, oh, Obi-Wan yeah. again. But, like, how powerful would have that been, though? Because obviously mm-hmm. he had he had relationships with more people than Obi-Wan. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, just absolutely bang on. Uh-huh. Great issue, yeah, great series. Great. Strong. And, and Sorry, carry on. I-, I loved how it, like, tied into The Last Jedi as well. Like, this is Yoda learning the lesson that the greatest teacher failure is. I thought that was, like really powerful as well because like that is always a question i had in my mind of like this is grandmaster yoda and he spends the entire reign of the empire just feeling sorry for himself on a swamp and this issue really like tied that together with me like he felt the guilt the weight of the world he thought the whole entire galaxy would be better off without him very similar to luke in the last jedi yeah it's exactly and then, and then the dark side cave sort of teaches him that you know and the it was the, the fish boy wasn't it who essentially teaches him that like failure is the greatest teacher and yeah, yeah, he's failed, but you know, he can pass on his failings to the next generation who obviously ends up being Luke at the end. So yeah, I just thought that was so powerful. Yeah. Really great. I'm really looking forward to the trade paperback for it as well, because I believe it's going to have all 10 issues in one trade paperback. Oh, that's going straight on the yeah. shelf. Yeah. So that's, that's like what I'm really looking forward to wearing it. Yeah. Mm, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Any anything else you want to add to that, John? No, no, I, 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 I dare not say anything else because it was it turned into some sort of innuendo. But <laughs> five out of five for me. That's my rating. Yeah, it, it's safe. It's <laughs> safe to say we enjoyed issue ten and enjoyed the whole Yoda series. Yeah, hundred percent. I don't know if you noticed, but I'm giving different rating systems for each issue. So the first one was seven out of ten. This one's a five out of five. Yeah, I thought because Yoda was shorter, you went with five out of five. Ah. Oh. <laughs> No, I'm not that clever, mate. <laughs> <laughs> right. So next up, we had the I think was it the last of the Return of the Jedi anniversary one shots with Max Rebo. Um, full honesty here, I haven't read all the Return of the Jedi one shots. I've read the Jabba's Palace one because I saw before I read the Max Rebo one that it somehow apparently tied back to the Jabba's Palace one. So I sort of read it quickly just to tie it together it kind of tied in it kind of didn't um but i haven't read the rest of them so i don't actually know how the series of one shots has has gone as a whole um and chris i believe this is your one bit of homework that you haven't done before class this is the one issue you haven't read i'm reading it now does that count <laughs> he's reading it now there you go <laughs> it's a nice art. Uh, yeah so yeah nice so <clears throat> it was written by uh by djo daniel jose older wrote this one and the art was by paul fry um and this sort of sees max rebo sort of before and during the events of uh, the sort of tatooine jabba's palace heist at the beginning of episode six um so john is he sort of dealing with a uh, essentially thoughts of suicide is that basically what's going on in this issue I, yeah i feel like it's it's a deep comic i think starring yeah. max rebo which is odd but um yeah, I think basically what I got from it was he 
so it starts off with like a big fight in Jabbard's palace. He almost dies and is like, holy shit, this is my life. I'm going to die here. I'm going to mm-hmm. at least do something with it. So like at one point he tries to murder Jabba. I think a few times he tries to murder Jabba, but gets stopped by the scenes of the film a few times. Um, yeah, and he's got his drummers who are sort of trying to murder Jabba as well. Yeah, and the, so yeah, I think it's just like a story of um, how do I? His life's catching up with him, maybe. Yeah, he's got himself yeah. in the situation of being a the a well-respected band member in Jabba's palace, but at what cost? There we go. Yeah, I summed yeah. up. That's a synopsis. I think the only thing, like, I I sort of, after if I finished it, I was like, I really like that. It was really stylistic. It was cool. The art was cool. It was very Daniel Jose Older in terms of the writing. But I was kind of, at the end, I was like, I'm not sure I actually got it. So I feel like maybe I need to read it again to sort of Mm. digest it a bit more. Um, So when he was, when he had the poison, was that poison, was he intending to poison Jabba or poison himself? Jabba. And then himself, I think. Right. It's going to be one of those moves. Right. Okay. Okay. But yeah, no, I, I did like it. It was, it was very interesting, different. I liked how we sort of got the sort of the life reset at the end after the barge explosion where he was like, actually, I'm gonna sort of start again in the sanctuary with, um, Garseth Whip from Book of Boba Fett. That <laughs> was a get, nice little touch. Does he die in Book of Boba Fett? We still don't know. The sanctuary blows up, but the barge also blew up and he survived that. So I feel like that would be a turn of events. Like he's, he's gone through these suicide attempts. Well, loose suicide attempts throughout the comic. He's like, I'm going to turn my life around, go start something new, gets blown up <laughs> in the book of Fett. Like that would just be, like that's yeah. just, that's a complete storytelling circle. Like. But I, I, I thought it was like really interesting to see Max Rebo in a completely different light. Like this is not a light that I'd ever seen Max Rebo in or imagined seeing him in. Mm-hmm. So I did think that was, and, I mean, Daniel Hoselder did this during the War of the Bounty Hunters crossover with the the Forlorn and Zuckus story yeah, that, that he did, as well. which was like a weird take on two characters that we didn't know that much about. And I actually really loved that issue. I, I, I thought that was a brilliant issue. Um, so he sort of did the same thing here of like taking a character apart and sort of dealing with them in a different way. So I thought it was really interesting. Still not 100% sure I understood exactly what went on, but that's not a negative. I just need to read it again and concentrate. But... Um, <laughs> Yeah, it was it was really nice artwork. And sorry, just watching Max Rebo walk around on his <laughs> what we all thought were arms, but are actually legs. <laughs> it's quite funny actually because I haven't, like I said, I haven't read this issue, but I have read the Max Rebo story from the the upcoming. Well, it's actually out now, isn't it? The Return of the Jedi from a certain point of view, and they directly yeah. contradict each other. But then again, like the the Return of the Jedi from a certain point of view books aren't canon are they they're known as canon adjacent right okay because they're from a certain point of view um i've had an argument with many people about yeah they're canon but they're not like they some of the stories might be but they're not generally you know but they're they're damaged they contradict each other these two do so that's interesting right okay how do they how do they contradict um well like max rebo's not unhappy where he is he's he's set up do you know what I mean? He's like he's set up. He's got residency. He's fine in that story. Mm-hmm. Um, and when it Salvage crashes, which is where the story starts, he gets into a scrape with you know the singer from his band. Yeah, 
um, seals off. It's like a whole, it's a whole different thing. Well, I guess, I guess that could still line up because we sort of see them having a bit of a scrap on the barge, like him, him trying to break up a fight between his two drummers, and then they stop because the the, the context of that storyline is that the drummers are both trying to kill Jabba, and then they see that Leia's strangling Jabba, and then we sort of cut to the barge already being blown up and Max already being off it. So I guess that element of him and the barge blowing up could have happened in the off-screen period yeah. of this comic. So it could technically line up. But still. I think Max Rebo's motivations are wildly different. Yeah. 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 But anyway, it's, 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 it's not important really. From a certain point yeah. of view, it's not canon, but they are awesome stories and books. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> right. Should we, should we move on to Star Wars 37? Um. Written again by Charles Soule. I feel really bad here. I did not write down who did the artwork on this one. Do you have it to hand, Chris? Yeah, give me a sec. Uh, wow, okay. Madibek Musabekov. Okay. Uh, and in this Sorry. one, we we follow Lando uh, and Lobot. A sort of Lobot has a malfunction, causes the, the home one to sort of spaz out a bit. And he sort of sneaks Lobot away to to fix him. Um, John, what do you think of this one? Um, controversially, this may be like further down my list. I wasn't a massive fan of this this issue, um, mostly because, again, controversially, I'm not a massive fan of Lando's character in the comics at the moment. Shut um, your mouth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a controversial one. You don't like topless Lando. <laughs> Well, that I love. Um, but, Lando yeah. literally banged Holdo like two issues ago as well. <laughs> yeah, he did, yeah. yeah he was, collector. That was, that was pretty cold, <laughs> to be fair. I respected that. Um, but, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm waiting for the next issue and see how it all ties up. I'm assuming mm. this is tying into Dark Druids. Yes, uh, it is. Yeah. It was yeah. Like, was it on the cover? Like, Did it have a Dark Druids tying on the cover? I don't know. Yes. It yeah, it did. Oh, okay. No, it did. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And I think I think the suggestion is that whatever's gone wrong with Lobot is linked in in some way to the yeah. android phenomenon. Um, um, yeah. Uh, I might need to. It was one of the earlier ones I read out of the yeah. this month's one, so maybe I need to go back once I, now that I've read all the rest of the tie-ins and, and redo mm-hmm. it um, and see if I enjoy it anymore. But um, I, it was good. But yeah, I mean, it, it's like. You know, like I say about pizza, even bad pizza is good pizza. Like it's still good Star Wars comic, but it just it's lower down my list of enjoyability. Yeah, um, yeah that's fair. Yeah. What about you, Chris? I think you, I mean, you really like this one, though. mate. Yeah. <laughs> Charles Saul knows Lando. We said it before. Charles yeah, Saul can write the Lando shit out of Lando. Lando. Like, yeah, he wrote the shit out of Lando. So <laughs> th- it was announced, wasn't it, before this issue came out that this issue would be a direct sequel to his Lando comic miniseries. Which yeah, he said the whole there. whole five Star Wars issues for Dark Droids is going to be tying yeah. into his Lando series, yeah. Which to me is wonderful because that Lando miniseries is one of the best comics you can get. Like yep. it's it's incredible. Um, so I, it, even like so the story starts off, doesn't it? And that old uh, Lobot kicks off. Um, he starts creating havoc on the ship, but then when Lando kind of realizes what's happening, um, it cuts back to that moment in Lando where they before it happened and after it happened. So I actually yeah. went back and read yeah. those five issues in that moment and it works seamlessly. Like it mm-hmm. works really, really well. 
Um, right, so okay. if, if you're a fan of the Lando yeah. miniseries, then absolutely. Even if you haven't read any of the Star Wars comic run so far, you could just jump in with this one. Yeah. yeah. Um, because it's it's separate enough. You know what I mean? It's, it was really good. The art was decent. Charles Soule's always great. Um, yeah. And it looks like it's going to go to interesting places. Definitely. Yeah, well, looks like we're going back to Jabba's Palace, which is an interesting one because, like, it's starting, I think, to tie up this storyline which has been dangling for ages about Lando sort of betraying a little bit of information to Jabba the Hutt earlier on in the Star Wars run. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like he's done it with, he did it with somewhat survivalistic intentions and not menacing ones, and he is loyal to the rebellion, so that's good. But yeah, he had to give be, him that droid, didn't he? Yeah, the sort of translation droid oh, yeah. um, that was sort of a MacGuffin earlier on in the series, uh, but seems to be what is maybe going to be the trick to saving Lobot. Um, and, but what, what I'm finding interesting about him going to Jabba's palace is obviously because. I would have just assumed that when we see Lando in Jabba's palace in Return of the Jedi, that's the first time he's been there since, you know. So I, I don't know. If he goes to Jabba's palace, is he not just going to see Han in the carbonite on the wall? Maybe this is what leads to that, though. Maybe, exactly. This is yeah. why I'm thinking that this might start to lead Because if you remember, in Return of the Jedi, Lando's already there, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he's already infiltrated. So maybe, yeah, maybe this is starting to tie towards that but no I, I i'm sort of somewhere in between the two of you i i really like this issue um there's a few more issues i think the actual dark droids issue and um both dr afra and bounty hunters i think i preferred a little bit more but that's just because those issues i all really loved uh but again it's charles Soul. he always nails it as he said he writes lando incredibly the lando lobot relationship that Charles Soule always builds is really interesting um, and the artwork was great as well uh, mm. yes yeah, so I'm looking forward to just seeing where this issue goes I feel like maybe when we get the full five issues of this storyline it will I feel like it might be maybe an all-timer this one but I think it's starting off a bit slower so I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes yeah man. should we jump on to uh, Darth Vader 37 um, so written by Greg Pak art by Raphael uh, Inienko. And uh, in this one, the Executor gets overrun by all the evil dark droids and Vader has to come back and fight them all. Um, just if, if no one's listened to one of our comics <laughs> episodes before, me, John and Chris aren't a huge fan of Greg Pak's Darth Vader run. There's been um, elements of it we've enjoyed, some that we haven't enjoyed so much. So we have been a bit critical in the past. However, I recently have caught up with a series and some of the more recent issues, particularly the, the, the ones with Afra um, of Darth Vader, starting, I've been starting to be won back to this series. And I I did enjoy this issue. Uh, it's not my favourite, but I enjoyed it. John, what did you what did you think? Yeah, I enjoyed it too. I think, and I'm sure we can all agree here, it's just nice to get um, something different happening. Because I feel like for the last... I'm going to say it feels like a good three or four arcs. We've literally just had the rinse and repeat of Vader's testing the Handmaidens or yeah. um, what's the guy's name? The Archie. Deadpool. Yeah, Archie. The Deadpool. Archie, yeah. the <laughs> Deadpool of the Star Wars universe. Yeah, that's like, exactly who he is. Yeah, like I feel like it's literally been about three, four arcs where he's been testing one of the two of them. One's a traitor of the Crimson Rain, one's not. Oh, like, what's happening here? 
Um, so it's nice that this is something we, we, we're moving on to something a bit different. I think mm-hmm. this Dark Droids is again the reason I'm excited for this crossover is we're we're dragging a, a comic series out, which um, in my opinion I think we all agree that I wasn't particularly loving. So using this as like a stepping off point to start the start the series off something new is is good. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm excited to see where it goes with Vader, actually, because obviously his ship's been taken over by droid virus sort of thing. Um, the droids are taken over. And um, obviously, as I still remember, Vader is, what, 60%, 70% cyborg? You know, droid parts. Yeah, he's um, more machine than man. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> I think that's this is actually going to get really interesting with this this crossover with Vader. So yeah. it's, uh, it's a good first step into the crossover for Vader, and I'm excited to see where it goes. I'm waiting for uh, Dark Droid Bull Guy. Are you, are you waiting for... <laughs> oh, you've ruined my lead, man. <laughs> Go on, Chris. Yeah, so I was, what I was going to say, I really like this issue, apart from the fact it had no Bull Guy. Now, if you, if you listen to this, if you've read the Darth Vader series, you'll know there's a droid that's just a ball. And he's been part of that weird cannon fodder crew that Vader's been hanging around with, of like nothing characters that are just there to die. Um, the Revengers, is, or whatever he calls them. Whatever, who cares? Like, <laughs> but there's the ball guy, and like, it's a bit of a running joke, hasn't it? Where we're like, yes, the ball's in this episode, this issue. Um, he's not in this one, though. This is the perfect no. opportunity for ball guy. I, th- I he's think. Not there. I, I think Greg Pack's cooking. I think ball guy's oh, coming. Again, he's building some, isn't he? Yeah, he's building some. <laughs> Um, but no, I did actually like this issue. Um, it felt quite similar to the first Dark, to the actual Dark Droids issue. It, it like it had a similar theme. It followed on quite nicely. And I felt this one to back up what John was saying. This one felt more like a zombie sort of yeah. issue. Like they, you know, there's it's taking over. There's nothing you can do. They're slowly coming towards you. All you can do is hold up and try and survive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what happens. I mean, I don't know how I feel about Vader with his like staff and shield yet. Like I'm kind yeah, of, I'm kind yeah, of over the whole can't use the force thing. Yeah, just mm-hmm. just I get, think get rid of that. It felt to me like a plot device because otherwise Vader would just walk into the ship and any droid that comes his way is just going to crush and be like, right, what you bitch had known about? Yeah, um, really, be like Luke Skywalker in the hallway, wouldn't it, in Mandalorian? Yeah, because yeah. these aren't even good droids. They're just like <laughs> some whack droids. Yeah, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's not like they're you know dark. What what they're called the. Uh, Dark Troopers. Dark Trooper droids. It's not or, or the mega, the mega droid from Yoda. That would give Vader a little yeah, bit. Yeah, oh, the mega droid. Yeah, two minutes. That's a shit name though. Um, <laughs> it sounds like Transformers. Um, <laughs> these are just like protocol droids and medical droids and little mouse yeah. droids. The, the little mouse oh, droid. I'm actually droids. liking that theme. It's like, yeah, so that, that's that's the one, isn't it? There's a one mouse droid that's going around fucking everyone up. Well, it was in Dark Droids number one where, like, the mouse droid got ejected from the ship and, like, flew and landed on the rebel ship. Like, that was the whole, like... Yeah, that's that's some mission, mission Impossible shit. Which is which I thought was genius. Like, I loved that so much. Yeah. But, no, that was that was going to be the, the mouse... I actually thought that was quite a sweet moment back, back in Dark Droids, actually, where that, that mouse droid is part of the... is part of the... Um, is, like, the informant, isn't he, for the... Is it rebellion or is it? Is it like the droid people? What the no the mouse droid's been taken over by the yeah, but the, he's getting he's getting a message out, isn't he, to tell people he's like he's like the insider in the empire. Hmm. 
Do you remember yeah. that? Oh yeah, no, I know. What you're and then about. and then they yeah. get him while he's sending the message out. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so this, yeah, the poor little guy, man. <laughs> yeah, um, I think. Good issue. I think yeah. yeah, I think I'm probably the same as you guys. I enjoyed it. Um, as I said, not one of my favourite ones. Um, but the Darth Vader series rarely for me has been at the, at the top of the ongoing series. Uh, but I think it's a, I think it's an improvement. I think like maybe since about issue, I think really since about issue 30, it's been slowly improving for me. And I feel like that this is sort of a, a nice spot to go for. Um, I think the thing that really interests me and the thing that I want to see where it goes is the whole element of Vader himself being a lot of machine. So as you said, John, I think that's, that's, what I think everyone's hoping to see in this arc is maybe Vader getting possessed and having to fight against it or something like that. So hopefully it will go to somewhere cool and yeah, some bull. Which some ball comic? Guy as well. Which comic series is it where Vader, some guy takes over his suit but he still moves it with the Force? That's actually Darth Vader, isn't it? The Gillen yeah. one. Gillen one. Because it's it. the guy oh, the that made one, yeah. Vader's suit. suit that tries to do it. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm kind of hoping we get like something similar. Like, There's been something yeah. else as well. There's been something since. Uh, I think was it in Doctor Aphra or something? Doesn't mm. Aphra trap him and then yeah. he, like hacks into his suit? Yeah, I think so. That rings a bell. Yeah, yeah. that rings a bell. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I know obviously seen it twice now, but that'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right, you mentioned Aphra. She's next on the list. Right. Uh, so, Doctor Aphra, issue 35. Uh, written by Alyssa Wong with art by Minkyu Yun. Uh, I mean, I was kind of, I've been writing like a little synopsis of each issue just to sort of like remind myself of what happened. And I'm, I'm sorry to, uh, sorry to, you know, be crass about it, but Afra does some shagging and then goes off on a mission. <laughs> That's basically the issue. <laughs> That's basically the issue. But as always, I absolutely love this one. Uh, John, what did you think? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I had have binged all of Afro in the last couple of days because um, shamefully I haven't read it. And um, yeah, all fantastic. And this issue is um, is it's a nice and again like a little jumping off point from the character. Like um, obviously, shoot me if I'm wrong, but you know we're seeing maybe seeing a little personality change in her. Um, she's after that mission she did with Luke, you know, maybe being a bit more thoughtful. Uh, seeing where that goes and then I think again I'm pretty sure I'm right like her whole the Dark Droids crossover thing has basically all sprung from from her issues and her series from her the Spark yeah. Eternal yeah 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 so um, that's that's uh, I mean that's obviously really cool that 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 series had done so well that was sparking a crossover from it where obviously you'd expect the, the heavy hitters for like Star Wars Singularity or Darth Vader to be carrying those, those crossovers um, yeah, really good issue. I'm excited to see the droids a bit more. The ones yeah. that were in that issue, they were pretty badass. I'd like to see them v Vader. See if uh, yeah. those got a bit of the challenge better than the protocol droids did. So these are the these are the Targ Corporation's uh, um, Clone Wars battle droids that never got the commission to be built. Yeah, yeah. Obviously went to the what, Geonosians, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. June Oceans instead. Yeah. yeah, nice to see some Clone Wars stuff back in there as well. Little callbacks, which is interesting actually with Afra because obviously she's like an archaeologist. Yeah, so Clone Wars stuff is like kind of in her realm of territory stuff, stuff in the past. But then like, yeah, you don't really think of it like that because obviously for us it's you know a couple of films behind, but for them it's like thirty years or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So that's an interesting little touch. I like, I yeah, enjoyed the whole series and very much enjoyed the latest issue. 
Chris, what did you think? Mate. You, I you, love this issue you so can't, much. You can't be Afra. Afra is untouchable. Like, <laughs> this whole run by the Sawong has been perfect. It's the yeah. best ongoing. Mm. It is. It is. Yeah, the, in my opinion, one of the strongest Star Wars runs ever. Yeah. It, every issue is a, is a banger. It's like uh-huh. great, great, great. Whether it's the same tone, different tone, whether it's a light one, whether it's a serious one, like you care about everyone. Every mm-hmm. joke lands. It's vibrant. It's colorful. It's got so much life to it and personality. Mm-hmm. Like Alyssa Wong is a genius. Yeah. This the series more. is incredible, yeah. and I think I think I read it different to you, John. I don't think we've got a more thoughtful Afro here. I think we've got an Afro who's quite reckless because she's dealing with heartbreak. Yeah, yeah. You know, she's missing the whole Santa situation when she left. Yeah. So, so she's, she's like, rebounding. She's rebounding all over the place. Yeah. yeah. I mean, fair play to her though. She she banged yeah. I mean a tag. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that was wild impressive. by the way that she's shagging Domina Tog like that. that yeah, that's, that's like, that's like shagging yeah. Princess Leia. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, which well, well, is funny actually because like early it. in the Afro run, they were like Afro was compared to Han, and Han and Afro always hated that comparison, didn't they? Yeah, they hated being like likened to each other. So that's quite funny. But um, but like obviously Domina's been like essentially the big the big bad, but also sort of kind of giving them the jobs. Of the series, and now the two of them uh, are having a uh, friends with benefits sort of situation going on, which yeah. was kind of wild. And then the next scene, she takes Just Lucky to a club and then tries to get him to cheat on his new man, and then goes off and <laughs> <laughs> goes off and shags someone else. I mean, she is chaos incarnate, isn't she? Yeah, Afro. Why don't we have an Afro TV series? Why don't we oh, have man, Afro on launch boxes, man? Like, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna find an Afro T-shirt or something. I'm surprised you don't have one already. Yeah, no. I've got two oh, no, uh, T-shirts. Though. Does that count? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, couldn't couldn't agree with you more, Chris. I absolutely love this. I th- I think this might have actually been my issue of the week. And there's just something that Alyssa Wong does so well that even in the issues that like not a huge amount happens it's more like character setup she just has such a way of writing it that it just hooks you in and you don't you, it's so hard to even understand why you're so hooked it's just so natural and so colorful and so human like some of the interactions in it and then mm. the um the sort of the cap of the episode that they're surrounded by these dark droid droids and they're gonna have to sort of fight their way out of that i thought it was uh, a good cliffhanger to end on so yeah excited for this one just so you know uh, this one goes by they Day. Sorry, my bad. No, I, just, I, just, I didn't know if you knew, just so for let you know. Do they write other stuff in Marvel, don't they? Do they write Deadpool? Yeah, they did um, a whole Deadpool run, I think. Deadpool, yeah. I thought so. Yeah. I thought I recognised Which makes name. sense, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, their Deadpool run is excellent. I've actually read like the first sort of five or six issues of that. Is that the I one really with like Carnage? No. Oh, I'm thinking the wrong way, is it? No, I'm sure I enjoyed um, it then. I'm yeah, there's, there's a there's a there's a weird plant thing in it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but is it cottage? Maybe, maybe I've. I feel like it's, it's a, a, it's a spawn of later on. Yeah, I mean, it just yeah. seems like a match made in heaven, though, doesn't it? Because obviously, yeah, Afra isn't um Wong's Wong's character, but perfectly just suits suits them like completely. Like mm. I mean, I met Alyssa Wong at Celebration. I had a little chat with her chat with them sorry um and they are afro they're so similar yeah. <laughs> nice. just like small 
chaos bundle. Um, so yeah, like I mean, that's why if you've read Midnight Horizon, Crash, um, Crash is based on Alyssa Wong. So yeah, yeah. yeah. We mentioned no, that before, I, I you can see it. Yeah, no, I I think I th- I mean it's it's quite evident that that they've released two Doctor Afra omnibuses before they've released like another uh, like even another Darth Vader omnibus not, not done Bounty Hunters omnibus they haven't done like a Poe Dameron or like they've done so so many omnibuses they haven't done but they've done Afra which Marvel, to me suggests if that they know they're earning a lot of money. <laughs> Don't release a Greg Pack of Darth Vader on the bus, please, because I have to buy them, and I don't want to spend money on that. <laughs> give me Star Wars by Charles Hall, give me Poe Dameron, give me Bounty Hunters, anything yeah, else. Bounty Hunters. Yeah. Well, actually, no, well, like, the whole Unity Crimson Reign of Hidden Empire. Thank you. Mm. Sorry, Marvel. <laughs> uh, well, you mentioned Bounty Hunters. That's the next one on the list. Uh Written by Ethan Sachs, as has the whole series, and art by Davide Tinto. Uh, and in this one, the, the the crew are sort of trying to fix Valance. So uh, from the last issue, Boba Fett gives them uh, somewhere to go to fix Valance, which is tied in with a, a story about Jango Fett's past. And it's like a, a weird sort of droid haven where there's all these free droids who um, say they'll fix up Valance. Uh, but turns out that the, the, the dark droids might have got there first and the, the creepy cyborg man is going to mess Valance up. John, I'll start with you because I know that you've really been enjoying Bounty Hunters. What did you think of this one? Oh, I've loved Bounty Hunters. I've, I'm waiting for that omnibus. That's what we purchased as soon as that comes out. Um, yeah, oh, uh, this issue felt like... Um, it's a start, again, I think with most of the issues this, this month, is like a stepping off point to the dark droids series, but... I like the little throwbacks to Jango Fett. That was cool, obviously. Um, and then, obviously, I'm really attached to the character of Valance at the moment. Like, I think he's sick. He's so cool. Um, and I think, interesting to see him go from, like, willing to sacrifice his memories to save his friends or the crew. And um, now they're trying to save him and get his memories back or just keep as many as they can. So they've gone here as, like, a last-ditch attempt. Um, and it's obviously going to backfire. Interesting to see where that goes. Um, but yeah, I mean, as a, as a starting off point for this one, I think it's going to be. Uh, it sums up the whole series. All that it's very similar to the whole series we've gone. Like they've all had. Everyone's got a plan. They're going to do this thing, and it just goes to shit. And they uh, <laughs> have to fucking faff around and somehow come out on top. And then obviously, Bosk Watch features yeah. Bosk. More Bosk. More Bosk. What's not to love? I'm a big fan of Bounty Hunters. <laughs> I think it's my favourite ongoing series of Star Wars at the moment, especially after uh, War of the Bounty Hunters really took off. Yeah, yeah, it was it was kind of hit and miss before then, wasn't it? Yeah. But after that, it's just been super solid. Yeah, yeah. It's been like a Dark Horse, not to link to Dark Horse comics, but it's been like <laughs> the Dark Horse series for of, of Marvel's ongoings. Uh, I completely agree. I, I, I loved... Um, the issue just before this, uh, where they sort of assembled this new, like, really rogue crew of bounty hunters with Dirge <laughs> and <laughs> Death Stick, and mm. obviously we still got Fall on the Zuckos, Zuckus and Bosk. We've and got Cal, like, a Claudite. Cal. Uh, Cal, who's like the sort of 
like rival of Tonga, I no, guess. Tonga's mentor, but she's actually from the Hansel and Chewbacca comic. Yes, yes. Yeah. I remember now. Yeah, yeah. And then this Claudite bounty hunter as well. Um but I I've loved seeing Dirge back. Dirge is awesome. And um I didn't actually realise until that issue that that Dirge's species is Gendai, who's the, the species which features in Jedi Survivor for anyone who hasn't played that game. Um so yeah, no, I really liked it. And then this issue I thought was excellent. I, I like the, the Django Fett tie in. I like where this series is going. I'm the same as you, John. I'm actually quite a big Valance fan. Um, so I'm quite liking this whole sort of Valance-centric story now. Um, and I, I just love that Mar- that Marvel and Star Wars are actually just letting Ethan Sachs take all the good bounty hunters in Star Wars and just tell fun stories with them. Like, I think that is mm. that is what the sales pitch for the series was at the beginning. And for a while, it didn't feel like that's what it was. It sort of felt like, oh, we'll give you one issue of Dengar and then it'll go. Oh, we'll give you a bit of Boba Fett, then it'll leave. But now I feel like it's finally like, Here's just a load of cool bounty hunters doing cool stuff. Uh, so, yeah, enjoying it. Chris? Yeah, really good. I love bounty hunters. I know I know. Like it's quite maligned. A lot of people hate it, but I feel like those people gave up on it early. Um, yeah. You should really mm-hmm. give another shot because, like, we've, I've said it before and I'll say it again. It echoes what you've said. Since War of the Bounty Hunters, it's been great. Since Tonga took over the crew, and yeah. then, and then mm-hmm. we got that more of established crew, so we had Bosk and Forlom and Zuckus and mm. that pit fighting guy who's just left. Tasu Leech. Tasu yeah. Leech, yeah. It's just been like really, just really solid. And the action always hits. So you know, yeah. it might get an issue where nothing really happens, it's all fighting, but it always hits, it's always dynamic. Like yeah. the, the, the art banter, the, good. the quips yeah. between them is always really vibrant. Um yeah. and this is my favourite version of Bosk. As well, like Bosk yes. is really cool in this. You could say he's been neutered somewhat, um, but I don't. I don't think. So. I maybe so, but do we need like the second greatest bounty hunter? We've got about fifty of them. Do you know what I mean? I like yeah. that we've, the the Bosk here just works with these characters. Mm. Um, he just wants to fight everyone constantly. Like yeah, he's especially Valance, like, quipping like, at everyone, but, but he still quite, kind of works yeah, like, in the team. <laughs> yeah, and they do feel like a team as well, don't they? Like. Yeah. Um, Bosk and Balance had a whole issue of trying to kill each other. And then the next issue, Bosk's the one that, like, sticks up for Balance and protects yeah. him. Um, but yeah, like, really, really good. I, I had to have a complicated relationship with Balance. Like, I really liked him in uh, the beginning of the Bounty Hunters. I really liked him in um, Target Vader and mm-hmm. Han Solo, Imperial Cadet, where he first started. Um, yeah. But then when he kind of got involved in the Vader thing, I think it's by Greg Pak's influence. But I was just like, oh, okay, I'm done with violence. And especially at the same time, Tonga was like killing it. Um, yeah, I know. So yeah. I was like, I like this brew now. But no, since he's come back, it's working well. I, I thought he'd come back and replace Tonga, but obviously not. Uh, yeah, which is he, good. Tonga's a good lead and Valance yeah. is a good, yeah. a good sort of co-lead. Yeah. I like how they've made Dirge like this derby guy. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's just a big derp now, like a yeah. comic relief um, almost. Mm. Yeah, and obviously the whole like him slowly losing the memory of that woman he loved, I thought was actually quite. quite it's t- it's a television sign of the droid mind, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It. the yeah. cyborg mind. Yeah, yeah. I hope yeah. we get. Um, I hope we get an issue where we like. It goes into Valance's head as he's trying to keep his memories and he has to meet her in Montauk. And do you know what I mean? Like, I'd love that. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be amazing. I love that movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. But no, really good. My only sort of negative, and it's not actually a negative, is 
this was the art was done by someone else and it's really really good art but i really miss paolo villanelli's art yeah yeah i agree incredible um and so it's a bit i was a bit like oh okay like the character he's such a got such a distinct art style that i got so used to the way that tonga looks for example and there's been a couple of issues where she's been drawn by someone else and she's almost seems like a completely different character yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah, so that's um, sort of negative, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I one of the things I think that Bounty Hunters has consistently done well was some of the cover up for Bounty Hunters. Oh, uh, like the unreal. the one for thirty seven was was good, but it, it didn't blow my mind. But some of the ones recently have been so good. Like the one with them with Bosk fighting Inferno Squad. Like there's just been so many great covers. Yeah, the Jesse yeah. and Charlie ones hit different for me they are unreal yeah, Love yeah it's, worth, the goat. it's worth noting as well a little bit of trivia for you here so this droid station where it's on with the guy clickson is it the yeah. one that's like yeah. the leader of them that's a direct reference to legends comics so in the original star wars run uh, i think it's like in the issue 42 it's one of the 40s it has a whole sort of big arc called droid world Right, uh, okay. And like that, and that's the, he's the main sort of antagonist of that, and he has this droid oh. world. It's like a big thing. So this is a direct reference to that. It's a direct callback. Cool to that, which oh, is good because I remember when that, yeah. Dark Droids was announced, a few people were like, "Oh, what if that's going to be like Droid World?" And mm-hmm. yes, yes, it is. <laughs> it directly references oh, cool. it. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Um, we're nearly there. Next up, Hyperspace Stories number eight. We obviously mentioned this a little bit at the beginning. Uh, but this was again written by Michael Marici. The art this time was by Andy Duggan, and in this one we have a little Kylo Ren and Hux story where they go to a planet to sort of bring them under first order control, and then Kylo Ren fights a big beast. He finds the toy. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking toy. <laughs> I'll start with you then, Chris. What did you What did you think of Hyperspace Stories Eight? Yeah, so I really liked it. It was a fun little story. I mean, the the biggest win here is we're getting sequel stories. Yep. Mm. Um, I mean, I've made a post on my Instagram about it with this cover. It's got a lot of attention, a lot of likes, because we've been so starved for sequel story, char- um, sequel character stories. It's yeah. been so long. We've had we had the Ray and we had the Ray and Chewie story. And we had the Finn and Poe one in hyperspace stories. But that's it since the Rise of Skywalker came out, right? Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. There's been nothing. Yeah. Um, it kind of makes sense now because we know what they're doing in the movies and stuff. But, um. Yeah. But we also know what Luke Skywalker's doing all the time, and we still get stories with him. So <laughs> we didn't for a long time, though. Yeah, true. Um, yeah. But no, absolutely. I thought it was fun. It was really great to see Kylo Ren. Um, the artist Annie Duggan actually commented on my post on Instagram saying that he intentionally left Kylo Ren in his helmet the whole time, so he's like the the, the Kylo Ren from the Force Awakens, like this sort of male vol- yeah. male volant force, like yeah. a Vader. Um, and it, mm. it came across. It was really yeah. good. I liked hooks in it too. Their dynamic was bang on like it is in the movies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I, I, I want to see more from them. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. It's, um, I like, as Chris said, you know, it's nice to see sequel characters. Nice to see a bit of Kylo Ren. Um, mm-hmm. Personally, one of like, my favorite characters from the sequel. So, it's good to see a bit more of him. Um, and I like, towards the end of it when Hux is like failing miserably to do whatever he does and then Carlos kind of just shows up and just sorts it out and it's like what are you doing um, <laughs> basically 
the only, I mean, the only criticism of me is like, it's not really criticism, but like, I just don't like Hux as a character. He just annoys me. Um, <laughs> I don't think you're meant to like him. Yeah, but like, there's like, obviously, like, Tarkin, Thrawn, like, characters that you're not meant to like, but you like, sort of thing. Hux just like, just pisses me off. Like, he's just a bit of a He's he's like the sniveling like he's the sniveling yeah, yeah. He's the worm tongue. If you ever yeah, watched Lord of that, the Rings, that's yeah. a, that's a great yeah, example. Yeah, um, but yeah, but no, the art was really good. Um, that's a nice point from the the artist comment on your post. That's, that fits in really well with the character and what what he was doing and where we at in the storyline for that. Um, one of the my one of my preferred hyperspace stories for this one actually. Oh, yeah, good yeah. good one. Different realize are they dropping? Is it coming out bi-weekly then? I, I think it just happened to be that this but that this month they managed to slip two in. Oh. But I don't I, I think Lay I think over. because that one dropped on like that one literally <laughs> dropped this week on August <laughs> I did I miss something there. You said slip two in and I said like yoga. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Um I guess this one dropped on the thirtieth of August. Like right. eight, and then I think seven was right at the beginning of the month on like whatever it was, like the second oh, okay. or something. So I think that's how two. I know on. nine's coming out on twenty seventh of September. So right, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. So like um, August, we get two full moons and two issues of hyperspace stories. Yeah, maybe yeah, they're related. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I mean, I I think this actually might be my favorite issue of hyperspace stories so far. Um, as soon as I saw the cover and was like, we're getting Kylo Ren, I thought, great. As, same as you guys. Like, I miss sequel characters. I like it when they pop up. Um, Kylo Ren and Hux is a dynamic that I find really entertaining. Um, just like the, the panels of them just in the lift together and Hux talking, and Kylo just kind of just staring at him. Yeah. Staring at him. I thought it was like so authentic to the films. Um, and I, I liked seeing a little pre-Force Awakens, like the, the the First Order just trying to take control of more and more systems. So I thought that was interesting. Kylo Ren fighting the big beast is cool. Um, and like more toy news. Of yeah, like toy Kylo action. Ren think, th- thinking there was a Force-sensitive person in the building and it was actually just the toy, but he never clocked that it was the toy. And then Snoke tells him off at the end for not figuring out that there was a toy in there. Like, I just, I don't know. I like, I like where this toy I like that moment, actually, because, like, that's the cool thing about Kylo Ren is he's not, he's not a Sith, is he? He's not Darth Vader. No. He's, his lightsaber's barely built. It's spitting everywhere. He can't control his emotions. Do you know what I mean? And he, 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 he couldn't read. He knew something was there, but he didn't know what it was. Vader would have walked in and been like, what the fuck is that toy? Do you know what I mean? Straight away. <laughs> yeah. He just um, pulled the toy straight into his hand and said, Yeah, and walked out. Yeah, that's just yeah. it. So I, I like that. Not everyone has to be perfect. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. which Vader is in a dark way, you know? Um, yeah. And that's always been the point of Kylo Ren, as you said. That's that's how uh, a young girl from Jakku beat him because he's yeah. not. Like, he's a wreck. He's failing. Yeah. 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 He's, a, he's an angry emo boy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's what I always got. Like, I always, I always thought that. I was Vader was always like, um, a dark soul that's kind of been um, seduced by the light, if you know what I mean. So he's been kept in, in place by the light. Whereas I feel like Color is the opposite of that. He's a he's like he's got a light soul. He's been seduced by the dark. Do you know what I mean? Oh. And I feel like because of that, he's so unhinged. You yeah. know. Yeah, and I exactly. like that. 
Yeah, it's, it's good. Um, yeah, more good stuff. Uh, and then the, the final comic of the week was uh, the Mandalorian season two issue three, which was panel for panel the exact same as the Mandalorian season two episode three. <laughs> so I don't think we need to talk about it that much. Have you watched the episode? <laughs> You've read the comic. I've watched the episode. I've read the comic. Yeah, uh, I just, I literally just read through the comic before I jumped onto this, uh, and it's just panel for panel, shot for shot, the exact same thing. Written by Rodney Barnes, art by Georges Genty. Uh, there's, there's nothing I can say which is like negative, really. Like, like it, it's not bad. It's just the same. So there's just no point of it existing, really, in my mind. Yeah. So, so if, if you want an adaptation of The Mandalorian then you're going to love it. Yeah. yeah, It's great. But it, it doesn't do anything different. Apart from, the only thing it did different was remove the bit where, like, Grogu eats the frog egg. What? What's the best bit? Exactly. Like, do, do you not remember that when everyone's like, oh, my God, like, Grogu ate a child. There's literally <laughs> a pot figure of him eating the, pot, the frog eggs. Yeah. And <laughs> uh, they just removed the... He looked at the frog eggs. He ate, like, the weird soup. But he didn't actually eat a frog egg in this, which, uh, yeah. Well, so, I take it back. Uh, if you want an adaptation of this, then this is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think that we're going to have one of these every... I think, well, from next month, we're going to have two of these because we're going to have the Obi-Wan Kenobi adaptations as well. So I'm actually gonna... slightly more excited about that one, to be honest. Who I is financing this at Marvel? Who is sitting there and going, we need to spend money printing... Paying these artists and printing these. Oh, the Mandalorian comic for? sells more than most of the comics. It might, yeah, it might sell. Which yeah, is because all those Man- Mando about. fanboys. Yeah. I'll take yeah. oh, my words, fair enough. But that is think, mental. Yeah. Like, we, we might not get another Santa Staros story because it didn't sell as well as a Mandalorian shot for shot adaptation. Which is crazy which is because that is the best miniseries. That and Yoda are like the best things of the year for me. Mm. Yeah. Uh, awesome. But anyway, we will. This will be a monthly occurrence of us rolling our eyes at another Mando adaptation. But here we are. Uh, but yeah, I'll, that's I might basically. Read the next one. <laughs> yeah, Chris might actually read it this time. <laughs> um, so yeah, that is that is everything that came out in August. It was actually quite a packed month, and I think the next month looks like it's going to be even more packed because we've got the start of the D Squad uh, Dark Droids yes. story, which I'm interested to see how that goes. Um, imagine if they get Chopper. Got... Oh, don't. If don't Chopper, if Chopper turns Chopper. bad, can you imagine the like the destruction he will cause? They'll, yeah, he'll and... get the virus. No, it's about oh, he's already he's already turned. Like, what's happening? Yeah, he doesn't change. <laughs> he just carries on. All like, the virus all is they, just Chopper. <laughs> they take him and they're like, no, this man's like he's oh my, this man's too dark. Like he's yeah, Chopper Zero is scared of him. Yeah, yeah, they'll they'll read his memory core and be like, "Nah, it's not worth it. This guy's too bad." <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, as I said, we've got the start of the Obi One series as well in September, so there'll be a couple more comics uh, next month to talk about. Does Shadows um, of Starlight start next month? I think that's October. Oh, okay, that's October. Shadows of Starlight, which is the one I'm most excited about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, overall, good month. Yeah, Some good comics in there, hmm. and. Uh, it was it was good chatting through the month's comics. Uh, if if our listeners enjoyed this and want us to, to keep on going with our monthly comic roundups, I think we're, we're going to anyway, whether you like it or not. But <laughs> hopefully, people are enjoying it. Um, and uh, let us know on Instagram on our SWBC podcast page uh, what your favorite comic of the month was. 
there'll be a nice show post that will come out with this. And in the replies, let us know what you thought of this month for comics, what your standout comic was. And if it was The Mandalorian Season 2, Issue 3, tell us why. I'd love to know. Or if it was Yoda's Little Green Instrument. (laughs) (laughs) And I think think with that, that's a perfect place to wrap up in our usual style. (laughs) Uh, So, Chris, where can the people find you? Yeah, as always, Instagram is Star Wars Book Collector, SW Book Collector, um, Threads, TikTok, which I'm... Fighting badly with um yeah facebook all the places fan for tracks all the places you know where i am yeah and john uh you can find me and dan at vader's castle library on instagram uh and to be fair that's the only app we kind of use so just stick there please yeah yeah exactly and uh, uh john recently did his first his first post in like 10 years on the Vader's Cosmo Library Instagram, which, the likes, got, which got more likes than any of my fucking posts for like the last <laughs> two years. I've been working so damn hard on that page and you're like, John's... Well, I messaged you straight away, didn't I? I was like, did John make that post? Because <laughs> it was excellent. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's because uh, it was yeah. Omnibus, I knew that Dan wouldn't buy an Omnibus. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I like an Omnibus, I've just not made a money. Uh, yeah. So yeah, and then... Obviously, you can find me, Dan, at uh, Vader's Castle Library as well. And make sure you follow our SWBC podcast Instagram, threads, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok. The guys have done a great job of adding our accounts to everything. So check us out on all of them. And make sure you're obviously following and subscribed to this podcast because we've got lots of cool stuff coming out in the next few weeks. Of course. I know this is not a monthly comic, but also released this month. It was the Dr. Afra Omnibus Volume 2, um, yes. which collects the first 25 issues of that Alyssa Wong run we've been like gushing about. Yeah. So you should get that. If you want to see, have a look at it, go on my page. There's a little badly made overview of it. Plug. But yeah, I just wanted to say that because we probably should mention the omnibuses and collector's edition, shouldn't we? So yeah, we 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 should. Well, from next month, we will also mention the releases of trades and omnibuses. Yeah, we won't talk about them in depth, probably. But yeah, just... but we'll mention that they came out. Yeah. Okay, brilliant. Well, thank you very much for listening. Thank you guys for being here, and may the force be with you. Bye. 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 See you next month. Yeah, just penis. <laughs>